2: Welcome, Geekscapists, to the Geekscape Book Club. This month, we are talking about Ms. Marvel, the 2014 first five issues. And uh, as always, I I did a little extra reading and I read ahead, and uh, so I have to talk about those for a, a moment when we get there. But for now, we will introduce ourselves. I am Christian Blatt, joined by birthday girl, Caitlin Cornell.
1: Yeah, what's up?
2: Happy birthday, and uh, I don't have to wish a happy day to these other two, but I am glad to see them all the same. You can wish uh, them a happy going, day. We're going clockwise for our visual listeners. Uh, Jeff Williams, Jr. Thank you, sir, for joining us and talking Ms. Marvel. And of course, Count Eric Connor, uh, getting a head start on next month's entry. That's what I'll say for now for our visual listeners. He's got a Thor shirt on. Uh, so uh, the four of us talk Marvel regularly, along with uh, some I other I feel like it's a
1: little coming, reunion. It's a little
2: mini reunion. A, uh, we, we talked about back, Ms. Marvel together. on okay. our show. Marvel again. movie talk that we do on my Black cast YouTube channel. And we did... Uh, it, it, um, well, Eric and I covered all episodes of it, and Kate popped in and out, and then uh, Jeff was around for a little of it. So we talked a lot about it. Wait a minute. We're not, birthday! The not a not a another birthday? birthday ishma nicole Lyles. Happy today birthday. is ishma's birthday as well that was important but anyway we've talked about the disney plus Ms. marvel series and i knew that i was remiss for many years long before i was doing either show and i had known that this volume of Ms. marvel was highly acclaimed and you know, anything that ends up on like a 10th printing in less than a year of the first issue, obviously it really caught on. So I'm glad I finally had the opportunity to read it. And uh, we will all talk about that throughout the course of this conversation. Uh, but let's start with birthday girl. Hey. Caitlin Cornell. Oh, uh, God, I missed your all Your thoughts guys. <laughs> on Ms. Marvel. I actually, one through five.
1: I, I really liked this one. I liked it more than I thought I would like it, but also like I was kind of coming into it after, you know, reading one the old Wonder Woman. And this felt like a fresher new story. And yes, it was made in 2014. But and I had just come off of watching the show. But I also like enjoy the comic book almost more than I enjoyed the show. And I don't know if it was because it got more into like the family dynamic and it was like because it it was and it got more into her head because we didn't have to Um, kind of express the show gave her Bruno to kind of express herself a little bit and gave her like the, the romantic like, Ooh, uh, to, to give her another like point of tension, but just having it be like, I don't know where I quite fit in story. And that's very kind of insular and isolated. um, I think works better in a comic book setting anyway. Um, And I think most people who would be reading that comic book also feel very similar Um, And it was a young adult sense of humor. Like they were bringing up drugs and parties and, you know, alcohol and, you know, growing up. And I felt like they kind of knew what their audience was and it fit, it fit the tone and it fit the medium. Um, I really enjoyed reading it. And I was just like, that's, that's how I felt when I was a teenager. So without the big powers, but like. I felt I felt as,
2: that. As, as far as you're willing to admit, admit on a public on camera, forum without okay, the yeah. yeah without the the powers yeah I agree there is a lot of that uh you know I think that um and uh I'm gonna admit my ignorance but uh, when she meets with the leader of the mosque and I actually don't know what that title is uh so someone can correct me and I, I can think try
1: I was scared <laughs> yeah that's that, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I
2: don't want to say that. the wrong thing you know so uh when she meets with him and you know he has that heart to heart i do sort of love at the end you know if you need me to warn you about the devil and boys i'm not doing a very good job so uh you know i think that the, there is that sense of humor and i am glad that i watched the show first but in a way i think i would have appreciated just how close to the original was I, we all talked about the strength of the family dynamic as being an important part of the Disney plus series. And you get even more of that in here. I agree with you, Kate, we do get more of it. uh, And I really enjoyed that. Uh, Jeff, what did you think of this month's entry? Ms. Marvel issues one through five.
3: I'm actually starting to like to read stuff after the fact, because I like seeing what the differences they took and what, um, what avenues they chose to take in, in the live action versions. And one thing that stuck out to me immediately uh, outside of her powers, obviously, were, was the dynamic between her parents. Because in the comics, it seemed like her dad and her mom were kind of going at her. And there was no real good guy, bad guy, or good cop, bad cop. In the TV show, the dad was always the good the good cop until, like, the very end. And in the, in the comic, like, the dad was almost the one that was, like, the enforcer at the beginning. And, how, and, like, how much he was, like, enforcing the rules and stuff. So, like, it was it was just interesting to see um, what changes they made for television. Also, um, at first I was kind of annoyed um, about the power changes. Now I, I appreciate the change because, like, it gives her a whole new look because I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Mr. Fantastic. But, like, I know they're not going to do the same things. And I'm glad they kind of have her in her own lane. In her own lane, in a good way, like like so we can only we can appreciate like everything that she's doing and her powers and all that, and then maybe venture off from that. um But I, yeah, I really enjoyed the story and and wanted to c- continue seeing what was what was different about it, and maybe if um I can't remember what Bruno's family story is like in the TV show, but like what about Bruno's family because we got to see Bruno's brother in the comics, and maybe um, maybe we, don't maybe talk we about can. Bruno. Exactly. So hopefully we can talk about Bruno more in season two because maybe like bringing in his family members, that could be a cool aspect.
2: Yes, uh, th- this is actually the only time we talk about Bruno. Uh, Eric, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on uh, on Ms. Marvel. And uh, I, I have your uh, screen grabs, but uh, be gentle when you call for them, because uh, as always, you send a lot, and you send it less than an hour before we do the show. Are the
0: screen, so, are there, it sounds are the like the you're, you're victim them blaming. Them?
2: No. Uh, I'm the victim, and yes, I'm. I'm. The <laughs> I'm you're I'm the blaming victim. you.
0: Fine. I, I have an idea. I'll send nothing. Is that what you want?
2: Yes. Just
0: Send it to, yes.
1: to me and Jeff.
0: I'm here yeah. with my Thor, by the way, God of Beer uh, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it classy, you know.
2: You, yeah. Just to, uh, just hold me. up your phone throughout the course of the show. Keeping <laughs> it classy.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Ah, so, uh, keeping it glassy.
0: Waka waka. So That's why they uh Eric, have tell us
3: <laughs>
2: tell us what you thought.
0: So uh, I mean this was such a fun read. And it and you know, we were talking about like this versus Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was so dense, had oh, so much
2: stuff going
0: on. It was I mean, just to, to go down that road would take forever, but there was something lovely in, in how streamlined this all was. Yeah, and, and it's funny, reading this too. Reminded me why, or maybe remind me how uh, some of the Marvel shows maybe have missed the mark. Because one thing about like limited series or new runs of, of familiar characters, this was really <clears throat> rooted in character. Very easy to follow emotionally. Everything tracked emotionally. You know, you're not left with like big question marks. And and I think that's something that, you know, it's almost like a cue marvel could really t- mcu tv can take from the comics right. you know we we've often talked about limited run series i know uh, you know christian has that thing for kitty pride and wolverine which was a great limited run you know and i think like here we we get the character we're with the family I, by the way the first line uh, i just want to smell it that's it's a great opening line so great and um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Master of None. Master of None had a whole subplot mm. about bacon in one episode, uh, a whole subplot, entire subplot about pork and bacon, and it was brilliant. And and I found like this family very relatable. I, I it's funny. I was thinking how, you know, you guys brought up how the dad is so much sort of sweeter in the in the series than he is in the comic. Part of that casting, they cast a guy who. Like in the comic book, he looks a bit like a brute, like one of my uncles. And then, the, you know, the mo- in the show, the guy they cast doesn't have that same sort of intimidating presence. And, and I, I was wondering, maybe the TV show reflected the showrunner's parents more. <laughs> the comic book maybe reflected then the writer's parents more. I, w- I wasn't maybe. sure what shifted there. But yeah, think... this is a great read. Can't the... recommend it enough. It's a yeah. wonderful companion to the show i know I, I like jeff i'm glad that i saw the show first
3: do you um, think it was i was gonna say do you think it was just to add like disparity between the parents more and the fact that like having two parents going at her like i mean maybe she could like confide in her dad or something um also i, I kind of i forgot to mention i was um in the in the comic book it just said that like her name means perfect, and then right. in the TV show, it meant her name meant perfect, and then her name meant um, marvel, marvel. Yeah. And I had to go back because, like, I thought they changed the um, the translation, but they didn't. They just, what? they just, they clarified that like a different translation means marvel means marvel, okay. the one that the different dialect <clears throat> that they speak, I believe.
0: It's like how Shalom means hello, goodbye, and peace. You know, yeah. some words do a lot of heavy lifting in other languages. It's
2: right. it's no aloha, but uh, I do understand <laughs> uh, what you're saying. Uh, just imagine if she were Ms. Aloha, which is mm. a character that uh, perhaps, you know, somewhere in the next few years. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I did notice some differences. And uh, that's, a, that's a great theory, Eric, that it might be the comic book creators' parents as an influence versus the showrunners. I'm sure that's something that could be found out. Did you have a thought on that, Kate?
1: Yeah, I, I also think that it was to isolate her more in the first two um, issues. Yeah, from people, it's like you know she's isolated from her parents. She's got these powers. She can't talk to her best friend because he he kind of like snitched on her. Not her. Both of her parents are are you know on top of her. Her brother's not fucking helpful <laughs> and, <laughs> although, and like well, and, and well, Kate.
0: although he did have that one great line where it's like you know who did this what did they do to you i'm gonna get some brothers from the mosque i'm not that was saying hilarious. he wasn't
1: hilarious while he was not helpful but he was yeah. definitely not helpful and hilarious yeah um and anyone who asks who says like you know any any kid that's the older brother is just like i'll pray for you it's like
3: Great. <laughs> hey. that was great <laughs> that was, my, that was, that was <laughs> one of hey, my favorite bro. lines
2: <laughs> yeah i think for the dynamics sorry what was that eric nobody prayed for me when i was growing up so <laughs> no, no 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 the uh the the dynamics i think uh, are still strong and very similar you know but yeah there are definitely some character differences and i i, I did appreciate sort of you know just being able to get Kamala's story, you know, you really get more in depth, obviously, when you're reading five issues of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, six, six, episodes of a TV series is great. Um, for those of us who read ahead, uh, there, you know, you get a little bit more and, uh, we'll sort of talk about that, uh, just, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the way that we see, uh, we get a better idea of how she fits into the Marvel universe, uh, after these five issues. Right. But I think that this is a, this is a great starting point for the character, And, uh, you know, this realization that, uh, you know, how she initially looks like Carol. I thought was interesting and taking the production aspect out of the fact that you didn't want to, you know, use Brie Larson more than once on the TV show. You want to introduce the character. uh, I did think that that's a great realization, you know, just having the self-confidence that, well, I mean, I'm the hero, so I'll, I'll be me instead of just sort of having that representation where she looked like Carol. It made sense. I thought from a storytelling standpoint, it was sort of an interesting difference. Um, I'm glad they didn't do it for the, for the TV series. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I I thought that it worked really well. And uh, yeah, I think we really get to know her, you know, you referenced Bruno kind of ratting her out to her parents. And when I read that, I'm like, okay, so is this Bruno like not have a crush on her? Because who does that? You know, (laughs) who
1: who rats you Oh, totally had a crush on her. Are you kidding me? No, I know. But that's just like, like...
2: like,
0: You know, it's like, hey, I, I turned you into your parents, so you want to go... Yeah, uh, like, huh? You know, let's go on a date <laughs> think, after that. But I that. think when you're
1: panicked <laughs> and you're 16, like... Yeah. It well, was, no, like, I
2: think go he was legitimately out, go worried out. about her, and, you know, and there's that level of it, and that was all he could do, but... uh I don't know. Look,
0: as, kids- as my
2: rabbi used to say,
0: snitches get stitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here's the thing it's the, these kids are this also really smart because, like, I, and it, when she's, when she's in the gym and she's trying to figure out, like, okay, like force by acceleration, like she's, she's literally doing like great. science in her head to kind of figure out her powers and then she causes a mini earthquake. But like, I also think that the, the, to, to go back, to, can we go back to the like pretending to like the, the turning into Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel for a second? Yeah, absolutely. I think that a, another theme of of the comic that wasn't a theme in the show is the idea of being someone you're not, and it's like it's right. going yeah, to, it's and point. and also the show took out the TerraGen bomb that the, the TerraGen bomb was what gave her the powers because they're going to pretend that in humans doesn't exist. Um. And so they're turning her into a mutant instead of what she, how she actually got her powers, which was the the Terrigen bomb that Black Bolt um, exploded. Uh, Look, I'm just
2: going to say it right now. In issue eight of the comic book, she ends up uh, with Lockjaw and Lockjaw teleports around with her. So there's uh, anybody who knows the way that I speak about the Inhuman series, I, I can uh, excuse any disregard for it, except I will never stand for smack talk about Lockjaw. And when Lockjaw showed up and they really, you know, embrace this idea that she's an inhuman uh, and then her first Marvel superhero interaction was Wolverine. Mm. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I, you know, this uh, this moment in time where Wolverine didn't have his healing factor in 2014. That Honestly, I don't even care why, because I'm sure it wouldn't be a good story for me, right. for me to read. But uh, just getting to see her interact like that. With Wolverine and with Lockjaw, just has me excited for the idea of you know how much we're gonna see of her interacting with the MCU as a whole. Uh, but you know, and look, they've made that decision that they don't want to involve in humans in her story. Um, when uh, at a, at C two E two, when uh, it was mentioned to longtime X Men writer Chris Claremont that uh, the MCU had decided Kamala Khan was a mutant his response was what the fuck? So, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not well, everybody seems to think it's the best way to do it, but it's, I think there's it's a, 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 it's, there's a, it's, a sorry, I was just going to say, it's a yeah. way to introduce mutants that they, that's a choice that they've made. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Right there, go no, ahead.
1: I think it's also a, a political thing because in humans was kind of like the break between, you know, the, the cinematic universe and the, and the television universe. Um, but uh, so I think there's like there was another thing happening there that they can't really bring in humans back, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and they really wanted now that they have uh, they have Fox. They're, they're going to try to pull in X-Men as soon as possible. Um, but I think to finish that qu- quick thought, I I think that the theming of the show of where Kamala Khan, what the the issues of being a teenager that Kamala Khan was dealing with in the show um And giving her more allies and giving her you know a a love interest very early the where do i fit in and you know no one really like that doesn't really kind of land with the with the story that they wanted to tell and who they wanted to bring in and how fast they wanted to bring them in right but it does work in the comic to isolate her like that so and and make her kind of deal with something very personal like what this feels weird to be someone that's not me um, and have that be the journey. So I think it ha- it has to do with more the theming journey, um, and and less the kind of um, uh, logistical objects. Well,
2: one of the things I do want to uh, bring up next is the most significant difference. I, I think that uh, one of the the most substantial complaints about the television series was sort of the lack of a clear villain. I mean, I think that. You know, we had sort of we had a sort of an adversary approach, but really, if you look at it, the true villain of the series was Damage Control, and uh, you know there there was uh, something that she had to deal with, obviously with the uh, the the djinn, I guess was what we were calling them in that. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what we did get, which is of course a screen grab, thanks to our friend Eric Connor of the inventor which uh i don't know anything about this guy but uh i uh i, I don't know can i can i get away with this for halloween because uh, I, I would like to <laughs> but
1: um you want a cockatoo mask yeah,
2: I you wow. know I mean I, one my off camera. I've got I, I'm going to borrow one of Eric's flannel shirts for the. Uh, <laughs> for the, <rest laughs> of the ensemble. But yeah, uh, I can take
0: it from the neck down. You're covered. The neck up, is yeah. Where Kate will come Yeah, in. so
2: uh, maybe I'll do a Kickstarter for it. But um, I want to ask you first, Jeff. As you know, when you think about comic book villains, you know, I mean, you asso- who you associate. You know, Spider Man. You think of really all of the sinister six you think of these iconic villains and yeah. look this version of miss mar miss marvel is a very offbeat character and it's it's sort of tongue-in-cheek so personally i feel like it works but uh it, you know it, it it's a little hard to take the, uh, cock- the the cockatiel uh crazy as it were uh take him seriously i mean but uh, what was your thoughts uh when you got to the reveal of you know who she's going up against
3: Honestly, I just took it for what it was. We, yeah. We've seen, and, when, and you, when you said, when you said Spider-Man, we've seen a, li- he talks to a lizard. Like he's fighting a lizard who's a human. He's talking to a, a, a sand person. Like we've seen, we've seen, um, Harry Styles come up with like so many, a, a, a creature. We've seen some, we've understood a raccoon. We've seen a tree be loved. We great saw points. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we like Groot is a tree. He says, I am Groot and he has his own series. So when I saw this, I was like, (laughs) okay, how am I going to find a way to love this? So I was, I was accepting for what it was.
2: Well, good. I'm glad that, uh, you had room in your heart and, uh, it took a, it took a minute for me. Let's just say (laughs) that, you know, I I needed a minute and, uh, He, uh, he continues to loom large in subsequent issues, uh, but uh, sicking a a giant alligator on Kamala (laughs) and Logan. Uh, So, you know, that's, uh, I'm interested to see uh, where he goes. Uh, Eric, what did you think of the inventor? uh,
0: (laughs) Well, I, I uh, just texted you a photo, Christian,
2: of uh, a lesser-known wrestler named you, the God- Wait. So, so you're sending me more pictures while I we're on the air. The You're sending gooker. them to me, and you're sending them Fine. to me on my there, phone. There, Yeah, the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker. You know him?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Kate! That that that's Kate. a birthday gift to me. As you know, you're welcome. Yeah,
3: you <laughs> uh, know it's bad. I thought that was Dave's hot chicken. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised you
2: didn't send me the the San Diego chicken. <gasps> Uh, No, 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 no.
3: San
0: Diego chicken. Wait, you remember Christian, Christopher Walken? Jeff, that's not all I want to do
1: with you. Is get Dave's hot chicken and talk weird wrestlers? Yes, Christopher
0: Walken in characters Rainbow Wig Man said San Diego chicken is a whore. WWE
3: is in. Hollywood April 1st next year just saying just throwing oh, it out there Oh right, that's WrestleMania WrestleMania Yeah WrestleMania yeah, yeah, that's oh, a WWE WrestleMania yeah, from, is uh, From yeah
2: year. from what I understand the oh, Wrestlers Christ. Mania will be in town in April that's that's uh, the, and uh, and guess the else, April <laughs> I guess Mania I did not is my know birthday, that
3: so I'm I might uh, have to All just, right like, all up. right we're
0: going to make something Keeping the birthday here.
2: theme all right Exactly
0: uh, So but anyway I mean when that chicken showed up so with <laughs> that chicken showed up, and then I, I did some reading. It's it's a chicken hybrid with Thomas Edison. It's a Thomas Edison clone. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that, okay, that, I com- have a that lot comes of- up that comes up in issue six. Yes. that's
0: even better. I yes, I have sure. a lot of room in my heart for animals, as you know. My dog has made many cameos on the audio end of our podcast. <laughs> but true. the truth is, while I find I don't know a, a giant lizard scary, uh, I find Rocket Raccoon wonderfully ironic. You lose me a chicken. I I, I will say <laughs> a chicken as a as an arch villain. Again, chicken as an arch villain. Just
2: well, I'm okay with a shark wearing pants
0: and Suicide squat, but some bridges. Obviously, even you I don't can't. have
2: an appreciation for the uh, the Jack Lord classic, the original version of Hawaii Five O, where one of the mobsters was known as Big Chicken. But uh, that's all right, <laughs> you know. Look, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of hot, a chicken. Precedent. hot
0: chicken. Hot <laughs> chicken, yeah. Nashville chicken, Buffalo chicken, great. Poyo Campero,
2: perhaps. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, yeah, but, but
0: I didn't Trace mind the, that it took tr- a bit Trace of time Romano's. to get to him. Which sec- Poyo I said Trace I, the, I said Poyo Campero. I got the menu right, right over Romano's. there. fine yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't mind that it took a while to sort of have the sort of true villain's face shown. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, while I did have an issue with it in the TV show, a very big issue, honestly, in my mind, what made this what stopped us short of being maybe the best Marvel TV show was the lack of a villain. But um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, weirdly enough, I didn't mind it here because there was enough going on that I didn't have bigger questions. Like I was okay with sort of just the, the villain in some ways in those first issues was her own insecurities. That mm-hmm. was her biggest antagonistic force. And then we get into the sense of, okay, now what's happening in Jersey city. Jersey city always is going to have a, you know, some kind of chicken theme villain. We know that. So it was just a matter of which one.
2: I mean, having spent time in in Jersey City, you know, having uh, at the end of a long night, woken up on the path train in Journal Square, having missed Hoboken, um, I'm surprised he's not giant rat. But uh, that's just me. But look, a big fan of our Marvel show and of Kamala Khan is our friend Daniel Drew, what? who says, just saying, I need him in a potential season two of the Ms. Marvel show. Bring on the hybrid glory. I, I Look, absolutely. He should definitely be a part of it because he's, you know, her first adversary. Uh, mm-hmm. And anytime you're going to show me a picture of Mean Gene Okerlund is, is perfectly fine with me. So I mean, you can... The- I-
1: Go for um, it, Jeff. Everybody
2: wants to talk at the uh, same time. My bad. But you know who gets to go first? Birthday girl.
1: No, 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 Jeff.
3: I just have a question about, since we're talking season twos. do you think that Marvel either planned it or is listening to people, um, listening to the fans? Because we hear we see that Daredevil is 18 episodes. We're, yeah. we're hearing that Moon Knight might be 12 episodes. Hopefully, like, season twos are being a lot longer. So, like, the storylines have a lot longer time to develop. And we get we get more more of what we're asking for, because like like you just mentioned, these six episodes were pushing a lot of content in six episodes. So that's that was my only like kind of question slash discussion point is like hopefully hopefully they're moving to hopefully season two of this will be 12 episodes or something.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a good point, uh, and and yes, I think that uh, we're able to have longer seasons uh, for the sake of our mutual friend Michael Shirley. I hope Loki season two is thirty episodes, oh but my God. Uh, <laughs> just because I want to see no, 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 if, no. If, if... For for the sake of
0: Michael, I hope that Wanda is ninety episodes.
2: <laughs> do you mean Agatha? <laughs> oh God! Or do you want Agatha to yes, be ninety I mean, episodes? Agatha. Yes, you did. Uh, Kate, what, what, what were what were you <laughs> going to say?
1: I don't even. Oh, oh, um, I, I think if they do the inventor like they did, okay, and I know it's Netflix, but it's technically MCU now because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, what they did with Jessica Jones, the the villain, the when David Tennant played the villain, I feel like that was a really good way to do an absurd in the best way. Comic book villain because he's got purple skin and they did the purple suit, but he was still terrifying, and you could tell yeah. why he was terrifying to her. Per, yeah, I mean, his
2: level. character name was Purple Man.
3: His so name was purple they Man. took
2: him and they turned him into Kilgrave and they made Kill him, Grave. you know, one of like the scariest, most, you know, yeah,
3: well done wow.
2: portrayals
3: that they've had. I'm never, I was about to say, I had no idea who you were talking about. I need to see Purple Man. I need to read oh, a comic about it's,
2: Okay.
1: I know. And so by the, the
3: way, has the he has a daughter, purple, purple Girl. Kilgrave is Flight. so great. Kilgrave yeah. was amazing. So yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like
1: if they do that, it's like that translated and they did a lot of it in the, in the show uh, in Jessica Jones, and I know we're going off topic, but they they tried to light him in a kind of a purple tone sometimes. Like they would they would do like a colored LED or, or, or something so that they would the shadow would come across his face and it would be a colored shadow. So it looked like they they, they kind of figured out a way to do a, a comic book villain that doesn't look quite human in a way that it didn't look absurd on camera and they got the tone of the character without getting like, without having to like, you know, purple him up a lot. So if they do that with the inventor, and I think that might be a really cool, it's possible is all I'm saying is it's possible. So we're talking about the oldie cougar as a joke, but like if they, if they, I'm sure if they could figure it out, it would be really cool.
0: Get Jeffrey Rush, dye his hair gray, make him look like Edison and he's constantly eat chewing on a chicken bone. That I get. That's all I'll do.
2: Anything more than that, I'm out.
1: Everybody, Not hire either. Eric for all of your, you know, needs.
2: Uh, and just uh, <laughs> some quick research for our yes. visual audience. Uh, this is the uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe portrayal of Purple Man. Uh, so, circa 1985. Uh, this was what Purple Man was, and uh, you know, to coincide with the Jessica Jones series, uh, they they have a much darker, sort of uh, sinister projection of him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was Did literally you pull that up man. just now. What's that?
1: The 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 Purple Man.
2: Yeah, I I was uh, while you were talking. Why, I was... why
1: you why are you giving Eric so much shit then? Big one. You could pull that up just now.
0: No, because well, listen, because, this because is that's more important. Po- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it's Earth more Earth relevant needs.
2: than a picture of the gobbledygooker. Uh, I would argue that God left that point there. <laughs> mm. uh,
3: yeah,
2: but uh, <laughs> I, I agree and look the and I did that instead of what I wanted to get a picture of. Which was Peter Griffin fighting the chicken on Family Guy? Uh, that's what I actually really wanted to get, but then everybody had to start talking Purple Man, so I thought that uh, that was everybody a just bit more me, onto, just you, no, but we we all we all wanted to talk. Kilgrave
1: com- should come uh, up in every conversation. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I, I mean, he would insist on it. I, I, I would think the uh, th- so the idea of a villain that that suits your basically that that suits your character, I think, is important. I mean, in the uh, I'm glad that uh, our mutual friend Michael is not here with us because he hates whenever I talk about Power Pack. But look, I was I was like nine when I started reading that. And they're a group of, of four kids, two brothers, two sisters. And their big bad in the early run of that series was a guy called Boogeyman. And it made sense because they're kids. You know, they weren't going to take on Doctor Doom. They eventually, you know, did have to uh, go up again. You know, the the Power Pack tie into the Mutant Massacre uh, was not something that I ever saw coming. Let's put it that way. But mm-hmm. apart from that, um, I think that uh, you know it's good. And look, uh, Kamala's now been around in the comics for eight years, so and you know she's been on the Champions and uh, you know other teams and whatnot. So uh, I think that uh, I think that we should see this character even if he's not the prime focus of an additional season. And I'm just assuming that we're going to get another season after the Marvel's movie. Maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, that's what I want. Um, I want to, and, uh, I know Kate, I'm you've only got done about done 10 done. more minutes because you've got birthday things to tend to. Yeah, so, uh, I wanted to, uh, ask you, let's get uh, to let, let's kind of get both a pro and a con. Uh, so you can start with either one. One of your favorite things about these five issues or if there was something that stood out where you were like, oh, this could have been a little different.
1: Uh, okay
2: either, either or you know, like a like a favorite or a least favorite. so
1: So I think that the pro is that, I it's it was so easy to read and kind of glide through I felt like I didn't have I, like I could see the image and the image was also telling the story as well as the lettering and sometimes the letter boxes would have the little mark like when she was discussing her like inner Marvel thoughts about like what it's like to be a superhero it had the little like lightning bolt next to it which I thought was really cool. So it, it felt like everything was working together between the lettering and the art and the 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 text was really kind of coming together to make a cohesive piece. Um, I think some of my favorite panels. Uh, the one the one panel I really that I go back to was the the secrets panel. When you it's her kind of like it's like it smells of secrets. If it smelled of anything, it smelled of secrets. And I thought it was just so beautiful, and that line was really beautiful, and it really struck me. And I was like, I had to like sit with it for a second. It's like, what is that? What does that even mean like what does that even feel like and that's and i loved the image and i loved the the, the text and also when uh uh and i think this is going to lead into my con um kamala con
2: um hmm. kamala but, Khan convention
1: i know when she uh when she's before when the convenience store is being robbed and um <laughs> she's debating calling nine one one, and it, she pulls out her phone and says lol no battery <laughs> and i loved that and i just like i was like it made me laugh out loud and very few comics made me like oh that's funny because <laughs> i turned it and i was just, like oh my god <laughs> and i loved and and like and it made me and, and in that moment i realized i'm like oh the graphic work that they did on the show is something i missed in the comic book and i thought it came more from the comics yeah, than it did from the creators of the show. So props to the creators of the show for doing all those like graffiti wonders and mm-hmm. like, you know, the the way that the text stuff comes up. But, you know, in the comic in 2014, like I thought it was really, really basic and and they didn't play with it as much as they could. And maybe they've learned to play with it later, but it wasn't until I saw how funny that could be and how like ingenious it could be that I missed it. And it was like, oh man, like i feel like this is the offer like the the the, the drawing is the opportunity to go like ham wild and they didn't really go into her imagination as much i mean they talked about her imagination and they had they would have these big panels but it was mostly describing her fan fiction right and so going into like the uh, imagination of a young fan i think the show did better than the comic um and I yeah, don't know well, I'll just
2: interject. I think that medium really lends itself to, you know, you can you can have anything as part of your imagination or, you know, anything as an aside. <laughs> um, I think that they did a good job on the show, but I agree with you 100 percent that uh, it was a lot more fun in the comic.
1: Yeah. And, and or like if there was more opportunity in the comic to do it than they allowed themselves to. They got really into like the the insecurity, like being isolated part of it. But when a kid gets isolated, they, they have to kind of think of another world um, or like what they could be doing or like how they could, you know, solve a problem. They go into their yeah. imagination, especially when they're isolated. So I felt like there was more opportunity to do that, that the show definitely took advantage of.
2: And so does that tie into the con for the, so that's your con that's from con. the book. Yes. But uh, in general, I agree, especially with what you started with, just how easy it was to read. Uh, look, comics and well, it's not 2022, this one. This, this one's from 2014. Uh, the the comics that I grew up reading, I, I don't know. I started reading comics as a seven-year-old, and I'm like, I, and my son's seven now, and I'm like, I don't know how I processed any of that. I probably didn't. You know, I was like, oh, but look at these pictures.
1: <laughs> and,
2: uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot easier. It was like, one, you know, it was like one one night, my wife and I were going to watch something on TV, and I'm like, "Oh, hold on, I have to finish uh, the last two uh, issues of Ms. Marvel." And then twenty minutes later, I was like, "Okay, I can watch TV now." She's like, "I thought you had to read." I'm like, "No, I'm done. I read them because you can read them so fast, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I don't think no. that the stories are are slight or insignificant in any way. Uh, I just think that uh, you know there is." there's there's a lightness to it it's it's not like reading as you said as we've said earlier it's not like reading that volume of wonder woman it's certainly not like reading something like crisis on infinite earths or even secret wars where you're just packing so much into there so uh i think it's great and i think that uh, these comics obviously geared towards younger readers you don't want to uh scare them away in any way uh, but somebody that I think we're in danger of scaring away is the birthday girl, who is uh, has places to be, she has candles to blow out, cakes to eat, and um, I believe that uh, I believe that I'll see you later this evening at a, a gathering that's happening. Yes. And um, I I I am not going to have the no hug bracelet, so uh, I expect okay. a birthday hug. So. Yeah, I COVID complied
1: my own birthday, so I Good brought my like, job home.
2: Yeah. You, you um, left enough money in the budget to have a COVID compliance officer, except of course it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, if uh, people want to send you birthday wishes or find other thoughts that you have on this and uh, many other media that you're commenting on, including your uh, Star Trek podcast, that's right here on Geekscape. Let everybody know where they can find all of it.
1: So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter uh, at Cornellable and, um, c-o-r-n-e-l-l-a-b-l-e i'm also on twitter at final frontier pod as well as instagram and the next episode of final frontier where we discuss strange new world's children of the comet which is episode two is actually starting at noon today on the geekscape network Um, and we will be talking about the math of music with Tom McNally. So uh, he's got his guitar out. And if you ever wanted to know the math of harmonics and music theory and how they could use music to make a language and translate a language as they do in the show, please listen to the podcast. And then the next episode will be. Yay.
2: We'll be Peter Griffin fighting the giant chicken. <laughs> Um, make sure i wanted to make sure to share that with you before you left i wanted to make sure you saw it so the next episode of final frontier pod will it be on strange new worlds episode three or am i spoiling something episode
1: two children of the comment children episode two i
2: see i see what you're saying yes so it's their first
1: away mission and it's if you didn't watch strange new worlds it's okay we don't spoil it uh and it's all about the science of it
2: but if you didn't watch strange new worlds you should because uh it's uh i think it's great you don't have to have a deep knowledge of star trek there's definitely things little mods for those that do but uh if you've only ever seen the jj abrams movies uh this will be a perfect thing for you it's to a jump perfect in on. segue in into yeah. the world well uh thank you so much uh for kate for me. uh talking ms marvel with us and uh miss you
1: guys we
2: hope we hope to see you uh, when you're available on Thursdays over on Marvel Movie Talk on my YouTube channel.
3: It Thursday because, now?
2: Yes, because uh, She-Hulk is going here on Thursdays, so Hi. our show mm. is going to go on to Thursdays. Uh, I think because the uh, Cassian Andor series is on Wednesdays, and what they learned from uh, the Kenobi. Don't they Ms. know Marvel... that we
1: do a podcast and we should That's, keep yeah. my sister?
3: Well, I thought it was High School that... Musical. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Which, That's by the way, Jeff did cover for AfterBuzz. You were on the season one After Show of High School Musical yes, I series. I remember very well, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be available. <laughs> great for that, times. Great okay, times. Great. Well, we'll we'll see you when we can, and uh, have a great birthday. Thanks for chatting with us. Thanks, guys. Uh, but, uh, we will talk Happy birthday. Bye bye. So, um, what uh, what stood out for you, Jeff? You know, sort of, we talked about, you know. Uh, big pros, big cons, just any like lingering thoughts that when you were done with these five issues. Uh, what, what were some of the things that uh, you thought? It doesn't have to be negative, but uh, yeah. we yeah, welcome any criticisms if
3: they are there. I'm gonna say I enjoyed because at first I did enjoy the differences, um, that was in the comics compared to the TV show, just because, like, um, <clears throat> I have a lot of friends that don't like, I have a lot of friends that read the comics first and now watch a TV show and expect, or watch a movie and expect so many things to be exactly like what they read and what they expect. I'm kind of the opposite. I want it to be different. And I like to see what they changed and and where the, where they got their inspiration from because, you know, as directors, as it's directors, mean, it's producers, it's companies. So there's going to be differences. But either way, um, I really enjoyed the, the family dynamic like we all talked about. I yeah. thought it was really cool. And I also... I also really appreciate how they changed the family dynamic in the TV show, because I think it just gave I just think it gave the each character an avenue to shine because it gave the dad more comedy, more levity to just be himself. It gave the mom a backstory, gave her a reason to be why she is because of her mom. So it just it just gave each person more context in in my eyes in, in those six episodes. And, um, and yeah, I feel like her brother was just a light throughout each, the, the, the this, uh TV show and throughout the comic. One yeah. Thing I, that, that I, like... I think
2: that I, this sort of what I was getting at earlier, he, that character is very consistent in both versions, mm-hmm. both versions <clears> of him. And, and I think it's important that she has that, you know, that it's not just her versus her parents. I think it's important. And I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Jeff?
3: One thing that like threw me off was when, at the beginning, when she started, um, uh, Like not transporting, but like turning into uh, Carol Danvers, like I it like threw me off. I didn't realize, I didn't understand why she was doing it. Maybe also because like in a TV show, she doesn't really show that power. So like, I don't know, is this is this normal? Is she just turning into like a look alike? Is she is she Carol Danvers? It it was just kind of confusing at at first.
2: Yeah, the comic book, I feel like it goes on to really. Turn and in, steer into the skid of just how much uh, of a fan she is of these characters. Like, she knows a lot about Wolverine. Like she knows his power set mm-hmm. when she meets That's him. So. She didn't, you know, so it's like, and, and, you know, he receives that the way you expect Wolverine to be, you know, he's like, Oh, great. A fan, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, they, they have like a nice bond and there's like a mutual respect. And and I know that those characters interact again uh, down the road. So uh, it's, it's fun to see. What about you, Erica? Uh, big pros, big cons. Uh, some of your thoughts on Ms. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel one through five.
0: Well, I mean the biggest pro will be I'm I really want to read issue 6 and beyond. You know, like mm-hmm. the story just kind of gets ramped up at issue 5, but it never felt like I mean a lot of times I don't know when you think of even shows you TV shows you love where, where the pilot's not so great because they're doing so much world building and so much yeah act 1 business if you will. You know, this one you could probably accuse it of the same thing and yet like I said before, I really didn't mind. Like I, I, I was enjoying the world. I, I, I mean, listen, going into Jersey City physically, <laughs> but reading it in the comic book <laughs> or watching TV, yeah, especially when they film it in like Atlanta. Uh, you
2: know, it's the best part of Jersey City is Georgia. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs>
3: The truth is, I'm going to I'm going to way- put I'm going to yeah.
2: reverse that and say the best yeah. part of Atlanta is the part that's just like Jersey City. <laughs> there it is. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, this that's, would... it's the part that's as far away from that uh, that brave stadium as possible, which of course oh, is not story. in Atlanta anymore. For
3: sure. <laughs> they built it
2: way out in the suburbs. Jeez. Yeah. and it's why the
0: soccer team's done so well in Atlanta, because it's actually in the heart of the city. And then the baseball team got pushed all the way out, which is fine by me. It, it one, Just one brave fan is too many in my push, book
2: push him back to milwaukee you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> but yeah, anyway was, sorry finish your thought That was all good it, it was such a wonderful read and i i know i don't i only use the word wonderful to describe jeff kate and never Michael. never christian but no yeah, but definitely okay the, yeah the adequate. that we work with but, yes. it, but it was a really fun read it's one that the second i finished it i was thinking okay um trying to convince my older guy he, he's resistant to reading and so I'm like, dude, let's read some comic books together then. And so I, this is one I would very much like put right on his list. And you know and I think it, it's interesting because the TV show got more political and then also more uh, comic book like than this comic, which is also kind of funny. Like it was more stylized. Uh, it went with some deeper it went into sort of deeper realities. Than i thought they might considering how per previous discussion you know i thought winter soldier and falcon never quite went there enough yeah. uh, you know almost like put a toe in that water instead of a whole foot but here you know the tv show i thought balanced it pretty nicely but I, I really enjoyed how spare this comic book was you know it um in some ways it reminded me of like you know, like with, I have a lot of CDs behind me. We all obviously have a ton of digital music, infinite digital music, but in some ways it felt like putting a record back on. That's what I like about this book club uh, as well is like, it kind of makes you go back to the thing that drew a lot of us into the Marvel universe. Sure. You know, which was sitting down, reading the comics, but also reading a series, you know, reading, like be it a limited series or uh, just a storyline that goes through 10 or so issues. So, you know, I a lot of pros here. Maybe cons some of the art. I don't know those like faces that look like I could draw them. Like my eleven year old walk by is like, what's that, with that?
2: That's so what I, uh, that would have fun. been the big con if our friend Michael, who has been on this show regularly, if he had uh, decided to uh, read this one. I know that uh, art is a big uh, stumbling block for him. One of the things that I like the most about the series is the relatability of this character. I mean yes she's a, a you know a, a young Muslim girl in New Jersey you tell me the difference between her and Peter Parker figuring out his powers and that's what I like is how accessible that is and uh, you know reading these on Marvel Unlimited they have the the letters pages uh, that were printed in the original issues and I, I was reading those and that was sort of a common theme that was yes that's you know this character is trying to To create some more representation for a group That hasn't been but it should be accessible To everybody you know it was like Even you know adults are like oh, I don't Even this comic probably isn't for Me and the editor was like no of course it's for you It's for everybody you know and uh, I like it how relatable She is and how you know She's still like Every person you know and anybody Who is trying to figure out these powers uh, Would you know uh, Have some of the the same difficulty she does. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, the, there are times where the art left something to be desired, but uh, the covers are all beautiful. And uh, I think the, uh, the interiors are, are okay for the most part, but yeah, it it is one of my bigger complaints for modern comic books is that the uh, art is not what it once was, you know, there are the, the, and this isn't even the example. Uh, you know, this is certainly not the worst, but we even said the same thing when we uh, did Dr. Strange way the weird, you know, some of that right. are left something to be desired. So um, uh, there's a couple things that I want to make sure we get to. Um, so our pal Daniel Drew said he did the Disney plus fan survey uh, that got sent out and typed so many things about potential ideas for Ms. Marvel season two. Uh, He's the only person he knows who opted in for these and uh, key files is there and says, I dig the idea of a book club review of comic book runs. Uh, Thank you. So do I, that's why we do the show uh, because it seemed like a good idea to us. And uh, uh, I think it's uh, definitely been fun to explore these things and, uh, you know, get to talk about them more. So, um, yeah. And, uh, Eric, I know you sent me a number of, uh, images and for our visual audience, uh, I want to make sure that we, uh, have some inclusion of them, uh, keeping in mind that our audio audience isn't going to see them. Is there, is there one or two that you'd like to call for by name and maybe set up what it is about it? And then, then we can kind of go to it from there. Uh, one that
0: I, it was just a, you probably don't even need to share the frame, but I did love the shout out to
2: Bill and Ted strange things are afoot at the circle Q. Yeah, I did uh, like that. Strange so, things are afoot at the circle Q, <laughs> which I always liked that it was the circle Q, And, uh, I, yeah, I agreed with that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, I also had here when she got shot and, and I thought that was actually a really funny little plot thread was. She gets shot and then she transforms back. It's like, oh shoot, it still hurts there. So her figuring out so many of the logistics. You know, you brought up uh, Peter Parker. It, I've, I, I'm a sucker for all those. Like anytime, like Ant Man's trying to figure out how to be an Ant Man and winds yeah. up some kind of rave. You know, like I think there's something so human about that, which is what makes it great. But I, I love when it said, "Where's the bullet? It may have fallen down the back of my pants."
2: Yes, and then later um, uh... she
0: finds it. And I'm like, that's I, awesome.
2: Yeah. I, look, I, I like when these characters don't take themselves uh, too seriously. And uh, I think that uh, that's definitely uh, what we're getting uh, from Kamala here. Oh,
0: and the frame also, <laughs> I like, it was just kind of a throwaway one, but her walking down the street and there's some dude, I, I seemingly mm-hmm. passed out drunk on the sidewalk and some little kid has face planted. I, I was like, "There's so much going on in this one little frame," and it was just her like walking and having a monologue to, or you know,
2: yeah, it's just it's her, incidental you know. to what's actually happening. Yeah, there's a but kid. What happened to fell that over?
0: child? We just saw him running across down the street, and he's planted. I mean,
2: should we assume that uh, she pushed him over? Is I want to like put her foot. She let her yeah. foot
0: grow in big in a little bit, and yeah. uh, that guy uh, next to the wall. I think I if one of my friends directed this, I would be playing that character.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even in younger times that tend to be my specialty at film school. You'd be giving your best uh, Foster Brooks interpretation uh, (laughs) as that uh, character. (laughs) It's uh, you know, it's included in, in so much media is the um, the unhoused individual with uh, an alcohol problem is uh, what we would call them in the present day where they see they, they have a big swig out of their brown paper bag, it uh, has a bottle in it. They see something that's crazy and they realize that the only solution is to just go for another big swig because it's the only mm-hmm. way to process what they just saw. Uh, big, dramatic, I agree. Yeah.
3: Big can of Duff, yeah. uh, Duff Light. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, Duff and, and, Duff, and, and Duff Ice. And Duff. Ice. Mm. So many. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, and also the party where I was convinced they were playing, uh, this is a deep track. Apologies. It might, be, oh, yeah. it might be before your time. I think they're playing Walk the Dinosaur by Was Not Was. Yes, uh, boom, uh, boom, I, I, lukka was, lukka I was lukka going lukka to lukka say lukka
2: that w- that Was Not Was a, a deep pull. The reference <laughs> to b- Boom Boom Shaka Laka Laka Boom. If there's a video to watch after you finish this show, that includes you, Jeff, it should be walk the video the for Was Not Was, Walk the Dinosaur. The text that I'll get after it is like, <laughs> wait, this was on TV and it was on MTV often. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you can escape it honestly. Yeah. So uh yeah, I I agree that uh this just increased my appreciation for this version of Ms Marvel and uh I'm enjoying the subsequent issues that I've read uh and uh yeah, I look forward to uh reading more. I I I love crossovers. I mean going way back to even before the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. I'm talking the murder. She wrote Magnum P I crossover. Like I'm all in on that. All right. (laughs) When, when it was, uh, when it was hurricane Saturday and the hurricane went through golden girls, empty nest and nurses, I'm all in. What's that? Did it also affect two two seven? I'm trying don't to do I not think two two seven was in South Florida, so I doubt it did. It was like no, shows... open in time. <laughs> yeah. But uh in, in any case, uh so it, it's always fun to do this. And uh I, I love doing this show and uh you know our cast of characters who are able to uh weigh in. Uh what we're going to do next month is another Marvel tie-in, but I promise it won't be a Marvel one next month. I already I already have that one figured out. Uh but what we're gonna do for next month. Uh, it will be to uh, tie into Thor: Love and Thunder, which uh, there were a lot of opinions about uh, before we started, but uh, we had to—we really had to focus it on uh, Kamala. I, I felt like that—that that was really the uh, the right approach to have there. Uh, in any case, um, I feel like the ne- so the logical story for our next book club would be. The Mighty Thor, the Jason Aaron run of Thor that introduced uh, it, Jane Foster as Thor, and uh, there's a lot of similarities. From what I'm told, I haven't read it, and that's the whole idea for uh, Key Files and other people that aren't familiar with the show. Uh, this, uh, the idea is things that we feel like we should have read, we just never have. So uh, we're going to read that next month. It's uh, you can grab a you know physical, digital, however you want to consume it the trade paperback is available and uh, I believe that the day that we have for that will be the 11th of September uh, and uh, time TBD as always, but uh, we will look to uh, make that work uh, about a month from now. Um, but in the meantime, Jeff, where can people find you and continue the conversation uh, about uh flash season nine and uh, water dragons <laughs> And uh, all the things that we know that uh, you like to discuss.
3: (laughs) You know, all my favorite things, because after the Flash season, like seven, it just got even better and better. Um, But no, you guys can follow me and continue conversation at Jeff Will Jr. on all your social media platforms. And appreciate the love on the Storm shirt. Always love rocking her. We just need her in the MCU now.
2: Absolutely. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, Eric, where can people find you?
0: Oh, in so many places in Burbank, but you also can try me <laughs> over at Count Eric Connor at Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to know what's going on, by the way, in Burbank, my other hat, I'm officially chair of the Cultural Arts Commission. So now I don't know what that means at all. Uh, the reign of terror begins at no. BurbankArts.com.
2: So your, your other hat is a chair is what you're trying to say. (laughs) And uh, yes, I saw that uh, you posted that you were out there for that, uh, that Friday evening uh, cultural arts uh, festival, I guess is what they call it out in front of the, in front of the movie theater. Right. And I was there last week. And uh, so I picked the wrong week to go. Uh, I I didn't see you there, but uh, if I want to know what's going on in Burbank, I check. With the one and only Count Eric Connor, And if you want to keep in touch with me I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram At Christian DMZ uh, You can subscribe to My personal YouTube channel The Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T And that is where you will get our show Marvel Movie Talk Which will return this Thursday uh, Where we'll be talking about Episode 1 of She-Hulk and uh, At 11am Pacific 2pm Eastern And I do have my own personal podcast The Blackcast B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T Episode 499 Posting this week We uh, took a few weeks Mm -hmm. off And uh, that does tie into the aforementioned Star Trek Strange New Worlds It's uh, two conversations uh, about that show And very soon Blackcast 500 will include An interview with the great Dana Carvey So uh, make sure you look for all of that That is all the time that we have uh, for this month. Join us next month uh, and until then as the great Stan Lee would say you keep buying them, I'll keep writing them
3: (laughs) You're listening to the Geekscape Network